ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. This week on the pod, we will be discussing what is going to happen in week 18 of the CFL season, possibly the biggest game of the year coming up uh, as Winnipeg meets BC. We'll also first go back to week 17, uh, review what went down there, um, and then we'll also talk fantasy, player performance prediction standings, and anything else that comes to our minds. Um, this week, Tyler joins us again. Tyler, say hello. Oh, hey, what's up? Matt is here as well. Matt, hello. I'm here as well. Hello. Uh, we're very excited to be back recording another episode. Um, and I think, you know, unless anybody has any news to give, it's, it's really time to just dive right in. I will say, before we start the show, uh, I was traveling this week on Big Big Business. Um, so, you know, I missed some of the games, but I, I really did my best to catch up when I could. So I feel like I'm coming to this not as prepared as I'd like to be, but as prepared as I'm going to be. Um, what about you guys? Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk some CFL football. Let's I'm, just glad, football. I'm glad it's, it's, it's officially fall. It is. Uh, and I will say it's it's dark outside now in the morning. I don't like that. Oh. But I like everything else about fall because that means we're getting closer to the playoffs. This is true. This is true. Speaking of playoffs, two teams we will be seeing uh, in the con- – oh, well, I guess not necessarily. One team we'll be seeing in the conference final. The other will have to fight for that right. Uh, Toronto traveled to Winnipeg uh, shorthanded, uh, most notably without the arm of Swag Kelly um, and also for – all intents and purposes, without the legs of A.J. Ouellette um, and Andrew Harris. And uh, Cameron Dukes nearly led the Argos to a massive upset victory, but a big fourth quarter from the Blue Bombers uh, got them the dub uh, and maintained them tied for first in the West. Uh, solid game from Zach Caleros, but the story of this one was an incredible, incredible outing from Brady Oliveira. A workhorse performance. Dare I say the best rushing performance of the year, except for he didn't get a rushing touchdown. But 25 carries, 169 yards. Uh, he also I feel like added he's had better lines receiver. this season. Is that his best line this season? Uh, might be his most workhorse line, like just lots of I'm carries. I'm just saying it was a war- that You know what? It might not be his best, but it was just his most workhorse. Against the best, against the best defense, I would say, too. So maybe, it's, yes. maybe that help pushes the case for best performance from him. That is that is his best rushing performance of the year, topping his Week 14 performance of 154 Jeez, yards. Just, can, can we just can we just give a little shout? 227 rushes this season, 1359 yards. You would expect that more touchdowns, only only six, but they also you know do a lot of QB running touchdowns. S- six yards a carry, just a great. You know, looking at his like progression he's he's got 400 yards now almost 400 yards more than his best season and we still only in 15 games that's pretty impressive m m o c m o c for sure m o c locked locked and loaded uh, any takeaways from this game obviously it was a kind of deflating experience not having a full force argos team the Argos played well, I think, showing the strength of their team, uh, even when their stars are gone. But is there anything to take away from this one, guys? R.I.P. A.J. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I, what I took away from this is that this Toronto team is going to secure Saskatchewan a, uh, a, a berth into the playoffs. Oh, you think their B team is going to clear out the East? No, I, I think well, I think the crossover is is out, and so it's now just up okay. to either Edmonton or Calgary right. has to run right. the table, and Sketch has to lose out, and so Sketch is they're capable of losing out, but Edmonton has uh, Toronto this week, and then Calgary I think in week twenty. Uh, no, sorry. It was you have Edmonton this week. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, so I think Edmonton will, or uh, Toronto will clear out Edmonton this week. Yes. Even with the B team. Um, and then it's going to be very difficult for Winnipeg fighting for a, yes. potentially fighting for a, a first round bye to go into uh, um, Calgary in week 21. And Calgary might be out of it anyways. So, <clears throat> yeah. And that is all assuming that Sketch manages to drop their next three, which, again, totally possible. But, yeah, Toronto looks really good, even not trying that hard. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Tyler, any takes? It's hard to take away from a game when the players you want to be playing the game are not out because of injury. They're just not being played. I, I get it from Toronto. I don't know, kind of, you know, I was hoping that maybe they'd, they'd let Chad Kelly keep playing. You know, he has a chance to maybe win some postseason or some, some season awards if he, you know, can finish the season strong. But uh, you can't finish the season strong if you don't play. So, um, yeah, it's tough to take anything meaningful away from this. Bombers win. Okay. <laughs> Dalton, yeah. Yeah. Dalton, Dalton Schoen had a, one of his better games this season. He's, he's kind of getting rounding into form before playoffs i would say so he's having uh, a pretty impressive season for how quiet he's been i think you know everybody talks about obviously last season was incredible but he's still leading the league in receiving touchdowns leading the league uh in yards uh by 33 over keon hatcher uh pretty impressive and he's fairly far down the list i mean he's he's sixth in receptions and seventh in targets so uh, he's making a lot happen uh, whenever Zach can get him the ball. So pretty impressive so far uh, from Schoen. Yeah, but just not as impressive as last year, which hard to live up to that freshman campaign. Yeah. Uh, and also, we just a redaction here. Brady Oliveira did have a touchdown. It was just a catch. I mentioned he had a receiving touchdown. Okay, sorry. No, it's, it's all right. It's all it's right. Quite, I need coffee. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's, er, it's early. It's early in Deutschland. Um, okay. Moving on, I think, uh, is fair to say. We're going to now talk, Let's talk about... about the. Did we hit the pred? Oh, no, we did not hit the pred. My apologies. The, yeah, line was 19 and a half completions for Cameron Dukes. He actually, not too bad, 17 completions, but it was under. John, you got that one. Yeah, I mathed that one out, man, and I knew I was going to hit did. that. <laughs> I went deep diving into that. I was confident. It was a, it was a sweet and deep. Okay. Cameron Dukes, uh, Matt, talk to us about BC holding serve, so to say, uh, with against Winnipeg uh, in the fight for first in the West. Yeah, this is going to be I, – I love this because this puts – I think this week is the decider I, because I, I think the games 
week 19 and beyond, Winnipeg and BC can clean up pretty easily. So I think this will ultimately decide who gets that first round by. Um, it, it's crazy that they like kind of almost threw it away with VA throwing for 450 yards. Incredible. And, <laughs> been a, like, there's been a couple games like that for multiple teams. Yes, I think Jake. I think Mayer has like two 400 yard games, and they've lost both. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so it's it's crazy. Uh, Score too fast. Maybe so, but against the Saskatchewan team, um, Dolagala has dropped four in a row. Another 400 yard performance. I think BC should be should not be giving up. 26 points. Uh, so this is going to be a really, really tough playoff for them. Uh, assuming either... Okay, let's... Assuming they get the bye... <laughs> Apologies, couldn't get to my mute button. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, assuming they get the bye in the first round, they at the very least need to go through Winnipeg. And then assuming they can beat Winnipeg, they have to go through Toronto. And yeah. they're just not... They're not, they're not there. You don't believe they aren't there. They don't have How? all of the. They don't. They don't have all of the pieces. No. I think Can that, I say this? Uh, defense is definitely not improved over last year. Yep. And and the run game is not as consistent. That that's the one for me, Tyler. I hope I'm not. Uh, no, you're taking the point. Jump. But it's okay. Go with it. No, but it's it's the obvious one is that they need home field so they don't have to face Winnipeg. Uh, in Winnipeg so that they because with their with their lack of a run game if they aren't playing in a dome I feel like that's a dangerous setup is that that agreed Tyler yes and also just this game we've talked all season about how important rushing rushing the ball is and how this has been been the return of the running back season what a what a pathetic game on both sides running rushing the ball yes it is the return of the running back, and I feel like BC just kind of missed that memo. Yeah, take on Mazel has had a few games, but yeah, just you're right. Matt's correct. With the, there's no consistency. It, it's there one game, gone the next. Uh, yeah, the O line situation. I don't know. Is they seem to like be much more comfortable in pass protection than than in pushing them moving the other line off the ball. And also, I feel like what's interesting about this matchup against Saskatchewan this past week is uh, it's a, definitely a game where I felt like I, I said this last week, I forget about which game, I learned nothing about either team. Yeah. This was a performance, a final score that was exactly what I think of both teams. BC played well, but wasn't solid enough to make a big win. Uh, Sketch can move the ball now with Del Gala, but they just aren't good enough to win games. Um, and yeah, BC can't run the football. Tough. Any final Tough thoughts, scenes. boys? Final thoughts? Nope. Moving nope. on. Tyler, tell us about Don't this. Us, uh, <laughs> it's the oh, performance line. Player performance. Without it. Mazel oh, yeah. over... Uh, Mazel, 50.5 rush yards. Uh, I said over. John, you said under. He was under 38 yards. God, I'm so smart. That's two for me this week for those counting at home. Uh, all right, Tyler, talk to us about Montreal, Ottawa. Montreal beat the ever-loving crap out of the Ottawa Red Blacks for 
three quarters, and then in the fourth quarter gave up some garbage time points. This was a shutout for three quarters. The score line, the box score uh, tells the story. The game was over going into the fourth, and then by the end, Red Blacks got two, two cheapies. Dustin Crum with a, with a very mediocre game. Wasn't yeah, running the ball. I, I will say, I'll say terrible. I'll say terrible. You know, if if he's not, <laughs> if he's not, if he that's like, if you look at the accuracy, it's fine. The two picks, not a lot of yards, and then you know, if you're you're expecting him at least to contribute decently in the run game, only three carries. Unfortunately, with his three carries, he didn't lead the team in rushing with 35 yards. That also speaks to just a pathetic, anemic running game. Um, I think the running game just kind of dissipated once they once they started falling behind, but. Just didn't have anything to a leg to stand on really in this game, and just struggled to really get anything going until basically the Alouettes kind of just kept them in tack, made sure they made their tackles and kept them in front. Cody also just didn't need to have a big game. Ho hum, 178 yards and a touchdown. Willie Stanback did get a tutty, boys. So sorry on the the player prediction. Um, both wrong. I was also wrong to be fair. So um, I just didn't pick one. Again, another game where I don't know oh, if I Matt was right on that one. Oh, I'm looking at standback 0.5 TDs. No, we, we both said under. Oh, did we both? Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I'm not reading correct. My comprehension. I think I I think I learned that Ottawa's done. Uh, I think we maybe uh, yes they were done, but now they're done done. Like yes, it's over. Montreal. I think we learned that the defense is is solid. Uh, they just need Cody to be mistake free, but I don't know if that's. I learned that. I think that was maybe established before this game, but yeah. I think uh, I think Montreal is where are they at in the standings now? I think they should they be are, solidly. Uh, are they? Are they're not in yet, but I feel like no, they are. They've clinched a playoff yeah. spot, but right. they have not clinched second, so they're still bad. They're only a game ahead of Hamilton. Uh, there, there's a team that should probably rest their quarterback um, because they're not going to get home field. Um, you know, they just, I, I guess they can wait another week to rest. Maybe they want to get that two seed, uh, but, you know. I think you want that home playoff game, don't I you? I think you do. I yeah. think you do. If they, I think you want yeah. that. Yeah. But the and t- they do, those two teams do play last week of the season. Ooh, that's, that, see, that'll be, see, that, that might be the game to watch then the last week of the season if it's, if it's still like that because otherwise it's really kind of not too much news going into the end in terms of those, those, those round of games, yeah. so. No, uh, absolutely. Uh, before we move on from this, it, it would be remiss if we did not mention Deshroon Antwi um, successfully pulling off the onside punt. Um, oh, and yeah. Montreal. Yes. This, yeah. The clip that crossed over into U.S. media. Ooh, good reference. Everybody there. going crazy. I had friends sending me this on Instagram, and I just said simply, I've been saying it's the, it's the superior rule set. Uh, Chad Kelly had an interesting reaction where he's like, if this is allowed, it's going to be crazy. And it's like, what do you mean if it's allowed? It's allowed. He just did it. Um, I would love to see more people try this because it can go so horribly wrong. It would just be hilarious to see people uh, give this another go. So thank you, Jashroon, for being creative, uh, doing something fun for the people. Um, and giving everybody something to talk about. So I appreciate that. Thoughts on the onside punt, guys? Odds they patch notes this in the offseason. No. Because in the, it's not in the rule book, but in uh, some, like some guidebook, they said there's a, there's a note that says 
if it's a punt, it needs to, that's on second down. In order to be recovered, it would need to go beyond the first de- first down line, like the oh, yard to gain. Really? Ooh, There's a note. Okay. It's not official, but somebody posted a real screenshot of a Canadian football like guidebook. Okay, so it's not a rule, but it's like this is what they really should be doing. Yeah, it seems like interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, otherwise, it would not count as a. Uh, it wouldn't be an automatic down reset. It wouldn't count as a punt, and the down is is washed away. It would be like I don't know, like almost like more like a rugby thing, just a way to advance the ball. But you're still no. trying to get through. Um, yeah, you're still trying to get to the the yard to gain line. I I think this is a wonderful thing, like because and we saw and we try it earlier in the season against BC. It can go catastrophically wrong and make the player look like a fool, which is great. He's proved why it's so great, because it made him look like a fool, and then he pulled it off correctly. So we've seen both ends of the spectrum. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. I love it. I do love it. Also, another chance, we didn't mention this last week, but there's been a lot of people talking about CFL, the waggle, because of the way the uh, Miami Dolphins are running their receivers in motion into a route. And it's like, people are like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah, we know it's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> it makes it really hard to defend. We've That's been what on I've been it. trying to say. There's literally an get entire the, sport based around this. Thank you. Get with the times, uh, people. But yes, uh, shout out to Jashroon Antwi. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk uh, the final matchup of week 17, which was, oh boy. Do you know that scene in... Um, Wind River, where Jeremy Renner is talking to the father of the woman who died, and the, the father's asking him how the last guy died, and he goes, like, with a whimper. Uh, that's how I feel about the Calgary Stampeders. <laughs> they really... Honey pee. Really going out. They're not officially eliminated, but really going out. On the three... With, on, on our podcast, they are. Nothing. With just... With just nothing. Jay, oh, I guess they tried, but just poorly. I mean, Jake Mayer with 26 of 44, 239, no touchdowns. He didn't even throw any interceptions to at least make it entertaining. Um, and it's not like Hamilton played out of their minds. It was great to see Matthew Schultz back in action after a long time off. Uh, good performance from James Butler. Uh, but, guys, what do we have to say about this one? It's exactly, exactly it. Like Calgary, we are who they thought they were. They are who they thought they were. They've got, they've got no heart. Um, I, I think Edmonton is is in the same boat, and obviously they're bye week. Edmonton's a bunch of battlers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish the sentence. I see a lot of heart in Edmonton. I see guys going out there and fighting. Uh, and I see nothing out of Calgary, and we've talked about it. It's like this is not, this is not something. That did their se- did their us. season did their, se- did their season end with the with the injury to uh, the receiver whose name I Malik Henry? Yeah, did it end the moment Malik Henry went out? It feels like it did. It feels like they they lost that game in overtime by a point. I caught a like interception in the in the end zone. Like did. Did the did their I feel like their season ended when Malik Henry went down, and they just never really 
bounce back from it. Just like their best player got hurt, and that was, and then okay, the Kadeem Carey injury. So yeah, I feel like those two injuries to start the season just sort of kneecap them, and they just sort of instead of like being galvanizing the team to sort of rally and sort of get through the time where those players were injured, they just said, eh, no chance. So that was uh, week one uh, and two. Three. We, we, that was okay, week so. three this season against Sketch. I just want to say something. Malik Henry is still the number four uh, in receiving yards on the Calgary I mean. St. Peters. Just he like... played three games, and he is, uh, sorry, fourth on the team in, Jesus, what are we doing here? I apologize. Sixth on the team in receptions. I don't Still. know why he came up fourth on the stats are not perfect. Yeah. Um, they're in receiving yards. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a good, good, good call. Cause he was definitely uh, looking to be the mover and shaker in that offense. And that kind of took the wind out he of the weeks one and three. And they, I feel like they just sort of like, ah, I like, like that Tyler. I like that Tyler. Do we have to give, I kind of, maybe was a little harsh on Hamilton, Montreal, and Sketch last week. Do we have to give Hamilton uh, some some ups for, you know, fighting and scratching and clawing their way back, being only one game under 500? No. Okay. Getting I mean, Bo they, back, Bo and Schiltz splitting first-team reps this week, that's kind they, of exciting. They yeah, they beat... Um, they beat in an emotion. They beat a they dead. Ho- they beat a dead. You saying they beat a dead horse? I, I, I think that's exactly <laughs> like like they are not. They're not fighting. They're not here to. They're not here to win football games. It's fine. It's whatever. It's like not a big deal. You know, it's late in the season. A lot of cash, other teams cash are playing checks, well. Boys. We don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't need like if Calgary doesn't want to show up, that's fine. But it's just, uh, yeah. I, I mean. John, you and I knew that um, that Hamilton, and I guess everyone did. Oh yeah, no one had that. Everyone knew that Calgary, oh uh, yeah, was not going to win this game. They yep. have no heart. Hamilton is not looking good, but they're looking way better than Calgary. All right, how about this, uh, Mark and Michelle? I set the over under at nine and a half targets, which I thought was fair. Dude got thrown the ball fifteen times. Uh, now, he only actually caught the ball, uh, let's see, seven times. Uh, but when Jake Mayer airing that sucker out 44 times, uh, Michelle had seven more targets than the uh, next receiver down the list, uh, which was uh, Trey Odom's, Duke, oh, Odom's Dukes. But so I uh, went with the, uh, or sorry, we both went with the over on that one, uh, 9.5. Matt, what do we? I can't read this. I cannot read a thing. Tell me what this means. What I'm looking at. Under the under won it seven. No, we said targets. He was tar. Oh, Bagleton. Was... Oh my God. Nine and Dude. a half targets for Bagleton. He was targeted. I cannot read a we thing. We said that he would be targeted ten we or more times. We were talking about Bagleton. Seven oh, times. You know what and I then... like. I have a little note here that Michelle was targeted 15 times. Yes, this is this is on me. I'll be honest. <laughs> Somebody should have stopped me earlier. Um, I, I was, I'm a little like, late on putting the show about? notes, so uh, I was I was rushing. No, it's all good. Well, we're we're uh, in great shape. Anyway, yeah. If you listen, here's my mentality with this pod and why I love it. 
is if people are listening at the 23 minute mark, I don't think us getting uh, the player performance preds a little bit wonky is going to sway them uh, in any way. <laughs> I think they're locked in. Uh, I think they're locked in. So uh, with that being said, uh, that kind of closes out week 17. Uh, review of the Pick'em standings. It is a tight race. Uh, Tyler, you've moved out of the basement. You've left your basement buddy behind. Um, you are now securely in third by a point. Uh, Matt, still holding firm in first, uh, and me in second at 44. And Pete, occupying the basement all by himself with 42. Golden weeks for everybody but Peter. Yeah, God, it feels good to be golden, doesn't it? Um, it does indeed. Uh this week, uh, on on our weekly uh, picks for weekly leaders, uh, I picked Jake Mayer. Uh, Matt picked Vernon Adams Jr. Matt was correct. VA I did it. with I would have picked VA for the record. For, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe get up on time for the show. You're, you're very Mark Wahlberg of you. <laughs> for those of you who know, for those of you who know. <laughs> <laughs> Rushing, uh, Matt and I were were way off. Our two picks for leading the week in rushing had less combined than Brady Oliveira had. Uh, you picked Taekwon Mazel. I picked um, uh, Williams from Ottawa. Uh, they stunk. Brady Oliveira with 169. Um, Matt, how embarrassing is it that we picked two receivers on the same team? <laughs> And then a third receiver on that team actually led the week in receiving yards. I don't think that's embarrassing. We knew where we knew where the bread was buttered receiving yards wise. And we then, just uh, got it wrong. And then uh, Matt, give us the deets on the defense okay. uh, finishing of this week in the weekly preds. Yeah, huge turnout from like this was a this is why I say like Dustin Crumb played badly. Ottawa shit the bed. Montreal two interceptions, three fumble recoveries, and five sacks. They bodied them. It was a tough one. That's Montreal, That's back on top. I don't know if they've ever been on top this year, but, um, but they're on and then top now. Overall standings. John picked up two points this week to uh, sit at 18. I picked up one point for the VA Pred at 14. Tyler at 7. Peter, yet to score. I was told by a reliable source that once Peter went to college, he would be rejoining the pod because he didn't have to wake up for 5 o'clock work anymore. Um, yeah, but he's got to wake up for eight o'clock class now. Yeah, but I, I everybody has to wake up at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got to, he needs to be in a class at eight, so that means he's got to get up at like seven. True, true. Tough life, Pete leads. I tell you, tough life, Pete leads. <laughs> All right, uh, well, boys, let's get into week eighteen. Uh, so, how do we want to do this? Who wants to handle a player performance line for Edmonton, Toronto? So we do it. Uh, oh, right. Matt goes by, first. Yeah, prediction. Matt, then me, then Tyler, then Matt. Right. That's how the podcast we've been doing for the past six years works. <laughs> so Edmonton, Edmonton, Toronto, in Toronto. Yes. Tough one. Edmonton's fighting. Yeah. Toronto is good. Uh, is, is, is rolling. But like I said earlier, the Toronto defense B squad can kill these guys. Kill yes. Them. I think Toronto's got this one. 
I'm intrigued by this one because, yeah, I mean, I'm it's just going to pick Toronto. I'm going to pick Toronto. Well, well, boys. But it is interesting because I eventually uh, there's no way Toronto sits there. Like, we're picking this on Tuesday. There's a very there's a world where Toronto plays all their starters this week because there's no way they're going to sit everybody all the way through week 21. Um, right. So it's kind of hard. I'm going to pick Toronto. It's a smart thing to do. I think so. Well, boys, I think it's going to be a green day because the Elks are going to win the game. I love it. Love it. Love it. Give me a key to to victory as you're the dissenting vote here. I just think, like we talked about earlier, there are some teams like the Stampeders just going out at Ottawa, too, with the season on a whimper. I don't think the Elks are that team. I think they're... They just want to, to play and play well. And I think that for all the Toronto B defense is good, they did give up 31 points. Just think just think the Alex could eat this one. I mean, if they, if they win, it's going to be by less than four points. But uh, I think they could do it. Very I nice. believe. I believe. Also, all of the Alex games, like even the ones they've lost, they're, they're all close. I mean, they put up 29 points against BC. 36 against rough, the Rough Riders. I mean, they're, tw- I mean, they're, they're playing fine. just think that maybe the consistency of lineup will help them in this game. Yep. Okay. okay. My, Matt, give me a player performance uh, line. Performance spread. A, another light week for Trey Ford passing. I've got 169.5 yards passing. Oh. Now, uh, has he's been consistently under 200. Uh, his average is sitting right around 175 to 180. Um, okay. That's passing. He gets a lot of yards, as we've talked about over and over again, on the uh, on the ground. But this is this is running. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the over because I want to support my boy. Um, no other reason. I no other reason. I can't take. I think, I think they'll. They'll. He's airing it out. Over. I can't take the Alex and not take him. So I'm going over as well. Very good. I think that aligns. All right, boys. We have not said this in a long time, but I think it's time to say, oh, we're game gay of the year <laughs> so far. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> is very funny that is very funny okay all jokes aside i'm awake now i'm awake now bc winnipeg uh in bc um let's let's talk uh past meetings so both of their past meetings this year have been blowouts uh both for the home teams bc won big uh or sorry B- this uh jesus uh, bc stomped in the beginning of the season bc yeah. won big i know but that game was at bc if i'm yes, not correct it I'm, was at bc yeah but the, the cfl.com has it at ig field not true um no it wasn't true i don't i know my i know my sky uh bc won big 30 to 6 uh and then winnipeg came back uh and slapped them against a dane evans led bc line so not exactly the same 50 to 14 uh so we get a 
completely healthy, as healthy as a professional football team uh, can be matchup. I will be taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers um, for one reason, one reason only, and it's my favorite reason. Brady freaking Oliveira mm. and the run game. I think that I just uh, believe in them. But this this game is, I mean, you know, in past years, you would say, oh, the Winnipeg defensive line, the Winnipeg defensive line. Dude, BC sacks quarterbacks uh, in their spare time just for fun. Uh, they're going to be getting after Zach Caleros. Uh, I think this is going to be an even one, but I think B.O. pushes them over the edge. Tyler, what say you? BC is scoring a lot lately. That's they, where I'm at with this. They have, they too. have. Okay, yes. so their, their their last bad offensive week was week 12, where they scored 13 against the Tie Cats. Since then, they've done 34 by week, 41, 37, 33. I just think. I I think they got it. I think that I think VA. You know. They're not going to lose many games the way VA is playing. I just have to – does receiving core – yeah, I just think they can overcome some of this stuff, and I think BC wins it. Okay. I know picking Tyler. against Winnipeg is bad for your health, but, I mean, I just – I feel it in my – got to do. I feel it in my plums. I love that. Tyler, I am right there with you. I have the exact same thoughts about this. I think that um, – BC can score a lot. I think the um, Winnipeg defense is not what it used to be. Um, but I'm with John on this. Oh, I don't think I can. You did the old switcheroo on me. You did the old switcheroo. The Winnipeg. old okey I, I don't. I have to choose Winnipeg on this one because I just don't think that. Yeah, I mean, BC's just been obviously huge numbers, you know, throwing it up on the uh, the offensive side. Um, but giving up uh, 26 points in BC to Saskatchewan leads me to believe that Brady Oliveira and, and Zach Caleros could do something similar. Yes. So I'm, I'm with Winnipeg on this one. Okay. Player performance pred is going to be an either or. Very simple. Ooh. Who throws for more yards? VA or Zach Caleros? I okay. will be picking Vernon Adams Jr. for that one. I just think that uh, they're an imbalanced offense, uh, and I, I do think BC will keep it close, and for them to do so, Vernon will have to air it out uh, while uh, Calaris can get a little, bit re- a little bit of reprieve on the ground. So I've got VA on that one. Give me the badge. That's Vernon, nice. <laughs> Vernon, Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, yeah, hundred. I'm I'm there. Love uh, it. VA, VA okay. all the way. Okay, Tyler. Big matchup with surprising playoff implications. Yeah, we've got Hamilton at Sketch. Yeah, so interesting one here. Sketch Dolagala has fallen off, admittedly, but they're still scoring decently. Kind of, you know, it's consistently almost the same score: twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-six. I mean, they're, they're putting up the same numbers. Ah, that that Ticats defense has been playing well, played well against the Bombers, played well, played okay against the Argos, I guess, played really well against the Stampeders. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Ticats because 
they seem to be ending the season a little stronger. All, for all the points, the Rough Riders, the Rough Riders defense has just not been that good. Uh, gave up 36 points to Ottawa, 33 to BC. I'm just not seeing anything that tells me that their defense is going to step up this game. So I'm going to go with the Ticats on the road. I'm, yeah, especially with Schultz back, although I, I, I'm, I did like what I saw out of Taylor Powell, so no disrespect there, but, um, yeah. He I, fought, I he kept him afloat, man. Hats off to him. hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I think Taylor Powell did great. I think he's, he's one of those up and comers we're going to have to keep our eye on next year for fantasy. Um, hey, I'm going to stick with Hamilton, uh, playoff implications for both teams, I, I, now, something that because of all the other stuff going on in the league that has kind of fallen under the radar is the Dickinson slander. Oh. Because Sketch has who been amongst right, us. <laughs> because Sketch has been right in the middle of the pack and Calgary has been just so out of it for so long. We've kind of just given a pass, but I think the, every time Craig pops back up, He's saying some bobblehead-ass shit about his locker room or things the team has to do. I just do not trust this guy. <laughs> bobblehead-ass shit. I like that. I love that. Uh, so I, I want to say something. We So I'm, I'm surprised. To. It's your podcast. Well, it's our podcast. I'm surprised Powell is being cast aside so quickly. I agree. I, I think that now... Now, he has the greatest sample size, right? He's played the most games. Um, But he has the highest completion percentage of all of them. Um, He has the best touchdown-to-interception ratio. In fact, he's the only person with a positive touchdown-to-interception ratio between Schultz and Bo Levi-Mitchell. He's more efficient. He has a lower interception percentage. Um, I think that it's just, yeah, it's a little bit surprising. Well, I guess not surprising, it's pro sports. You're going to play the people who you pay the most money for the most part. Um, but I think something Hamilton could possibly rue is moving on so quickly uh, from him. Um, but that's not to say that Schultz and, and Bo won't, won't do well. Uh, and I will be picking uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, they just seem like a better team at this point in the season. Um, not really big on either of these teams, as I've stated on previous pods. Uh, but I think Hamilton, uh, you know, gets on the road and gets the job done here. But it also could be absolutely disastrous. Uh, I would, I, I do see a game where Schultz starts, does poorly. They go to Bo, he does poorly, and then Powell just plays the second half and like gets it close. So I don't know. Uh, but I've got the tie cats. Now, uh, what's that performance pred, Tyler? I'm going to go with Jake Dolgala. Over okay. under 1.5 interceptions. Oh, love that. Do I go first? Do, do I go? Do I go first? You do, of course. And I am going to go with. I'm gonna go with the over. Okay. I think he throws at least two. He's gone. Johnny. So he's thrown. He's thrown two in back-to-back games. So it's, it's, I guess you're either betting against the math here that he won't throw two and three straight games or you're sticking with the, the trend. 
Oh man. He just, they just show. throw it so much. It it has to be the over. They just throw it so much. He's had they throw the ball at just an absolutely insane amount. Frankie Hickson's not been running the ball very well, to be fair. No, he hasn't. But they throw the ball so much. Oh God, that's a great question. I'm not. Yeah, I'm going I'm, under. I'm going over. Going Every time over. it divides the room, I'm glad. I, I know it's a good one. It's a good line. All right. Ottawa, Montreal, a classic CFL switcheroo trap game. Mm. Uh, Montreal just went into Ottawa and slapped them around. Now you assume they've, they're hosting. It's in their dojo. Well, just more of the same. Uh, but that's never how it goes in the CFL. Um Except for this time. Yeah, except for this time, for sure. <laughs> when okay. Montreal I knew you were saying that. Matt with doing the Lee Corso, setting us up. I knew that was coming. It's like, there's uh, no way he's picking uh, No way he's picking Ottawa. No way, man. Ottawa got nothing to win and nothing to lose. Montreal, everything to lose if they were to lose a home field advantage. So they're, they're out there to play. To play. It's it's Montreal. It's Montreal just because they're better. Uh, they have something to play for, although Ottawa's technically not completely out of it. Um, but they're just a better team. They're a better team. Yeah, it's a clean sweep. It's it's easy pick for me. Uh, they're just they got something to play for. Ottawa's on the downside. Dustin Crum has been maybe found out. I think maybe we were very excited about Dustin Crum, but I think uh, while not a bad quarterback, a just middle of the road and I don't think that's good enough for this game I think that's fair alright player prediction oh you know what okay here's a good one God. these are two teams that love to give up sacks Oh, last week we had nine total and that's going to be our line 8.5 total sacks for the game both teams combined 8.5 total sacks how many times total is sacks. Crum, God, I, I have to know how many times crumb was sacked because like, he runs around in the pocket does that mean he gets sacked more i don't know i need i need stats i need stats the only stat i'm giving you last week it was nine for jet for the game or for for just justin for Crum the game okay. last week for the game, there were nine total sacks. I'm going under. And you're setting it at 8.5? 8.5. So I'm saying. Un- that's so under. Many, History it's so repeats many, itself. So many sacks. Under. Nine's too many. Nine's too it many. Yeah. Under. Especially when uh, I'm looking at it now, three of those came, six of those came from one team. Yeah, I mean, just that means they have to repeat that performance. No, it was four and, four and five. Really? I'm looking at the thing. I see... Maybe we're looking at different things. I'm seeing three sacks for the Red Blacks and two sacks from last week. I'm very confused. I'm only seeing five. We're looking at the same game. I'm only seeing five. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) You are wrong. I think we're looking at on different things. What do you look? I'm just. I think I'm looking at sacks for Montreal five sacks. Yeah, yeah. Which um, which which site are you looking on? No, it's CFL. combined. Okay. Oh. 
I know. Matt is five, right, Tyler. Five hey, sacks the, the, one, the one I'm looking at Four is sacks wrong. for Ottawa. Which yeah. one are you looking at? I'm on Google. The, the score, the box score. You are a madman for not going. This is what CFL. This is what CFLCA has. This is what CFLCA has done to us. We are now going at to outside stat sources because we can't trust the official website. Yeah, it's true. I, I've been doing this all season. There's now historical data, by the way, but it only goes back to 2016. So incredible. I feel like absolutely incredible. And dude. Oh, I need to file. I need, you need to file a FOIA request to know what happened before that. What percentage <laughs> of the league revenue does Genius Sport get? Isn't it like ten percent? That's that is that is highway robbery. I have to imagine that that has is that has been renegotiated. That, uh, yes, that that uh, why the why can't I remember what the hell this is called? Contract that that contract has been amended. I'm sure over Grey Cup weekend when Randy gives the State of the League address, he'll address it honestly and straightforward, <laughs> and he won't give any, you know, uh, Randy. Oh, Rand. What is, what, what, who's a worse leader, him or Justin? <laughs> they, they got some leadership problemos. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt, give us a fantasy recap, please, before we okay. send these fine people on their way. All right, so we can at this point call it. We're going to call it early, just an, enough separation between yes. one, two, three, and four to officially crown John the 2023 Chefs and Preds CFL Fantasy winner. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So significant that you know, you're currently 210 points clear of me. I am... Almost 150 points clear of Tyler. Tyler is four, 375 points clear of Peter. That sounds uh, good when so, you put it when the way you the way you did it made me feel like I'm not so bad. So thank you. <laughs> you got it. Uh, so I mean, I think I don't I don't know that we did anything wrong. John drafting the two best uh, quarterbacks. quarterbacks, yeah, and the most consistent uh, running back. Was huge. Not, wasn't like you had great, uh, you know, or, or crazily good uh, defensive or wide receiver play. But yeah, being able to run Zach or Vernon any week and having yeah. Brady there consistently for twenty five points, that was just great. You know, uh, nothing. You did it perfectly. You did exactly what you needed to do. So, congrats. Yeah, you know, it feels good. I think, you know, I've proven myself to be the best fantasy player here. Um, it's just a level of confidence that I bring to it, you know, that really makes me dominant. Um, so, yeah, excited to win again. I think this is, what, probably my, like, uh, third time, third or fourth time winning the fantasy. Feels good. Feels good. Um, guys, anything you want to say to me? Congrats. I, I said congrats, but congrats again. Okay. Yeah, we think, I think I did the whole thing. I just wanted you to say it again. <laughs> well, Peter, Peter Peter hasn't said congrats, so just think about that. Uh, Peter is derelict in his duties, both in fantasy and on the pod in general. Uh, and we'll address that at a later date. Um, guys, <laughs> anything to say to these fine people um, before... Oh, you know what we never did for the people? We'll have to bring this back. Next week, we will be doing... 
CFL teams as European nation comps. We will be doing it. <laughs> so get those ready. I'm saying that to the pod as much as I'm to the people. Get prepared. It's going to be a good discussion. Uh, so that uh, that's how we'll end the pod next week. Uh, anything to say, guys? Not really. Not really. That sounds like a no to me. Nothing to say. Okay. Well, on that happy note, uh, follow us on x.com at Shups and Freds. Uh, send us an email. Leave a five-star review. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.